gifted and uh, we can also have a reading. So we don't, it's not an either or. Yeah. But let me just state really the, uh, the main message concerning uh, recovery, which is rooted in that statement on page 64. Uh, it's really first things first, in a sense. So there's a statement in about the third paragraph on page 64, where it describes what I think is the, uh, the exact nature of the wrong, which is being convinced, which means to believe with certainty. Yeah, so one definition. So to believe with certainty uh, would cancel the need to keep believing, so to speak. Yes, you believe with certainty the clothes have been dyed sufficiently no matter how many washes, you don't lose the color anymore. You're convinced of what? The next statement, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, right? So requirement being convinced of what? Self manifested in various ways is, has defeated us. Looking at that sentence, uh, there's the word self and there's the word us. I do not believe self means us. I do not believe the word us means self. I don't. Yeah. So self to me is a foreign activity, let's say, or a parasitical movement, however you want to name it. The, the point is to see it as different than you, really. That's my, that was my experience. And then it says, all right, if you're convinced of what? self manifested in various ways is, is what has defeated us and will defeat us. It will continue. We will now look at its, which I believe is implying the word self, not us. It's common manifestations. All right. So what's one of the common manifestations? Well, they name it the next paragraph, resentment. Resentment is a common manifestation of self in one's life. It's not our resentment. Yeah, this to me is incredibly important to recognize and sort of negate the ownership of shit we don't have anything to do with really, other than being under its effects. So, and we go right into action. And then when we do an inventory, we look at self's manifestations. We do not call them ours. And now we look at an inventory on resentment, not my resentments, an inventory on fear, which is mostly mental anxiety, not my fear, an emphasis, you know, a man, uh, an inventory on my behavior that was quite selfish and self-seeking concerning uh, what I wanted. And we look at the sexual arena. Yes. So basically, when I came into AA, how I was directed to do an inventory was to look at my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others. And we're just offering another possibility, which is right out of the book, really. And not to 
argue the other one. You do it, do what, you know, do, do, do it whatever way you want to, but maybe try this way. And maybe you'll see that you'll travel lighter with resentments and anxiety and your guilt and shame from the past as not being the doer of it all, to tell you the truth. And then you recognize the foreign pathogen, sort of like when they talk about fear. Fear is like a corroding thread that runs through the fabric of our lives. Well, this identification as self seems to camouflage itself, and we call a lot of its behaviors our behaviors. Yeah, And that's why I feel there's a lot of resistance in a lot of people when they get to the fourth step, yet they're experts at taking other people's inventories, and they do it religiously and in a second. They have find it very difficult to do an inventory on themselves. Why is that? Yeah. And then you're going to have an audience. Someone's going to listen to you for about four hours or three hours. I mean, who wants to miss that? You wished everybody that was sitting next to you on the bar stool would do it. Yeah. So why is it there's so much freaking resistance? I humbly believe self doesn't want you to look at your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. Yeah. And hopefully with this understanding, you will now do an inventory on self's manifestations instead of calling them yours. There you go. That's the basic platform of the Zooms, at least from where I'm sitting. And we, te we tend to stay on point. Yeah. And the program is perfectly sound. Everything, you know, we're not trying to change a period to a comma and change the meaning of the big book. We're looking at a statement, a possibility that downloaded through the other possibilities through Bill W. and those hundreds, hundred people that helped write the book. Yeah. And we're emphasizing this possibility because I felt it was underemphasized as a member of recovery. Yeah. I never heard it this way. And uh, I finally heard it this way in my head. And we've been sharing it for 20 seven years or 29 years 31 years yeah so i hope it helps <laughs> tell you the truth i hope it leads you to travel lighter <laughs> seriously i do because i do not see i can't i if pointed at i don't i don't see how you can miss it maybe what we need is a pointer because i feel if we were point if it was pointed at you would see it which is look at a resentment and then look at uh, my resentment. My resentment may live in you for 60 freaking years. Resentments don't have that life capacity in the wild. They don't, they come and go, yeah? But when it's held as yours, you, we give it life. We nurture it, we doctor it, we live for it. And now we, we're filled with a resentment for 60 freaking years or something like that. The same thing with the, we were compelled and driven to do certain behaviors out there when we were loaded. And now that mental state is still harvesting guilt and shame based on being the doer of that shit 35 years ago. Now, today, yeah. Talk about the bondage of self. That's the bondage of self. So. I feel it was so important, you know, 
because it didn't win me a lot of votes in the community, tell you the truth. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good news, but it wasn't greeted with hallelujahs in a lot of ways because the emphasis was more on the messenger than the message, which happens, yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, all the losing face and having people not like me or whatever like that wasn't, an, wasn't sufficient enough to stop me from sharing. <laughs> it just wasn't because... Uh, <laughs> this works. It worked. It brought a lightness to something. And then, uh, whatever. I, to me, it's as plain as day. Yeah. I, I believe with certainty. <laughs> I fulfilled that requirement. And uh, it's like describing, you know, there's a curb, there's the street, there's a curb, there's some grass and the sidewalk. You know, it's... <laughs> It's like, it's not like metaphysically extreme. It's just obvious. It's obvious that something has defeated us. And I would think it's best to see it as foreign than as you, because if you keep seeing it as you, you're going to get caught in that net of self can't get out of self. I don't see how you cannot see that. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we've, if you've been caught so many times, if someone finally points out the net and describes what it feels like, I think it's going to hit somewhere because all of us have tried to get out of self as self. We have. Yeah. This, is, this isn't like a huge learning curve. I think it's all the information is there. It just needs to be triggered or pointed at. Yeah, I do. And then there's a hit. There's an acknowledgement. And then you finally realize something. Jesus Christ, I've been trying to get out of this me as that me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it explains quite a lot of the failings. Yes. So then we have these Zooms just to support this view. Yeah. In the larger view of recovery. That's all. It's not a, an invasion or a threat. It's just another way. Hey. Here you are in the AA optometrist. Here's try these glasses. See if they work. If they work, wear them. Yeah. If it makes sense, follow it. If you don't like it, go ahead. <laughs> like, what the hell? We're not like a renegade section of recovery. <laughs> you know, we all wear white shirts and brown belts and laugh at the same things at the same time. It's not like a little mini cult. We just come here on Tuesdays and Thursdays and hope that the rest of the days will be examples of being convinced and the traveling light of that ensues. Yeah. So there, there you go. So then all the readings and everything go off on that, but I don't want to lose the, the point of the platform. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to be clear about everything else and unclear about this. I think be clear about this and you'll find out about everything else. I do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and I had a, I had an event with this. I was in, I had a privilege of share of leading fourth step workshops since like my third year of sobriety and, uh, read how it works many, many times and had a, had a desire and urge to be of service, yeah? 
And then one day I was going over it and I saw that word self as completely foreign to me. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Just like, and then a possibility appeared, which is I can be free from it. As soon as I had the first requirement, which is seeing it as other than me, the next possibility I can be free count from it came. And then it gave me a review of my life from about six to 38 very quickly. And I could see most of my life was self trying to get out of self. <laughs> that's basically what's the drive. Yeah. And that's, that was a big mistake in a sense because self can't get out of self. Yeah. And so I called the one aspect of self Paul. So I thought Paul can get out of self. I did not know that Paul was a, a manifestation of self. <laughs> had no idea until I did. And since I do, I haven't forgotten ever since. Yeah. But I never remembered until I saw it. Yeah. So there you go. You want to open it up, Mickey? You want to do a reading? Sure. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Well, we could do a reading, but I'd like to point out that after this has become apparent, then if I go back and read other little snippets, um, they, they have a total different perspective. They have a yeah. total different outlook. And, and the whole book is illuminated. So we can, we can choose anything out of the whole book and it's totally different than when I first experienced the book. Definitely. That's that's what an understanding can do. And, an and understanding. repeating it, repeating it only enforces it or re reinforces um, the understanding and enables me to share it. And yeah, holy yeah. cow. Yeah, that's there are people who think I am just the wisest person around. <laughs> and it's oh, I'm just repeating what's been illustrated to me. Yes. That's how an understanding works, honey. It's like going into a mine and you come out with different nuggets than you used to. Yeah. Right. It's the same mind. It's the same book. It's the same invitation, but you read it differently. Yes, exactly. that's the importance of understanding. Yeah. Exactly. And recovery allows all understandings. It's a huge umbrella. We're all in like a spiritual kindergarten. So we, every class of spirituality is held in the same class of kindergarten. Yes, it's in the same schoolhouse. So there's uh, some people find great happiness and contentment, you know, going to picnics and not flipping out or joining the softball team and shit. Other people have a more of a drive to look at the exact nature of the wrong because they're curious. You know, I liked I was curious about, uh, you know, I knew I was getting fucked. I wanted I was curious about how that was happening. It was interesting. Yeah, so it's just that there's room for everyone. 
Sure. And again, a lot of times when people hear something, they think it's a threat to what they've heard. And I, you know, it's just a habit. <clears throat> but the way they see things doesn't threaten me. I don't feel threatened when they tell me how they see things. Yeah. We're just offering as a member another way of seeing things. Yeah. And if it works, fucking use it. Sure, as long as we're open-minded. And and I think this understanding leaves me to be more open-minded and, and more allowing of other, it, you know, it reinforces my own beliefs. It reinforces my own um, convincedness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Same with me. So that's why we're here, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I can go backwards uh, from step four and the inventory of uh, illustrating to me w what I'm not rather than what I am. Uh, yes, exactly and and showing me that these uh uh resentments these fears uh these deviant sexual behaviors weren't mine but they were just they just were i want to talk about the sexual deviant behaviors uh-oh <laughs> not mine <laughs> Some entertainment this morning. <laughs> I imagine. That's right. To me, the ownership is the killer. I mean, exactly. that's the main, that that that's the heaviness of the bondage. We're bonded to this idea of self. We don't see well. We see it, but it gets overridden. That when I was out there, obviously. Uh, it didn't seem like there was any choice in what I was going to do. Yeah. Right. And some of the extreme situations and behaviors I couldn't have come with up with if I sat down and thought about it for days. I was driven there. I was brought to that. Yeah. Now, what was the driver? I don't see the driver as an aspect of me. I see the driver as a foreign aspect. Yes. And therefore, I can be free from it. So I can exactly. bypass the idea of self trying to get free as self. I can be free from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's working. So. Sure. Yeah. And then. Uh, you know, you, you know, the problem from the solution. That's the only way you really know it. Yeah. When you get exactly. relief, you'll realize, hopefully you may realize why you didn't have relief. And you'll see self is written all over it. This idea of this will, you know, trying to save our face instead of our ass, because we think our face is our ass. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very good uh, anatomical diagram when you see your face is not your ass <laughs> and it's time to save your ass instead of your face <laughs> right yeah yeah are are you ready for a question yeah sure 
Um, Mark has his hand up. Mark, would you like to speak up? Yeah, thanks. Hey, Paul. Um, I'm only in the program about 90 days now. And literally this week I'm doing step four. Um, Great. I started watching your non-duality videos, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so, and was already inclined in the direction that you stress on self, because I've studied a lot of Nietzsche, his critique of there's, there's no doer behind the deed, um, which also tied into Zen. Um, so when I got in the program and started reading the book, I was already like primed to read it with the stress that you're putting on it. Right. Mm. Um, so, and that's the stress. I, I appreciate that stress just from my own intellectual background. So my question is, since I'm literally right now doing step four, do you have for me some practical tips? I have a sponsor by the way, but do you have for me practical tips and how to do it that will help me do it with this kind of perspective in mind? Well, you don't do it with this kind of perspective. You see it. You do it as it's written in the book, but you see it. You can bring this new perspective to it, but you do it like it's written in the book. I, mm -hmm. I use the common thing that Joe and Charlie, if you ever heard of those guys, yeah. I recommend, yeah, of the four-column inventory. <laughs> it makes it sort of easy. And you have it already drawn out and then you just fill the columns and once you can take one situation all the way through to the fourth column now you know how to do an inventory you can do eight thousand mm -hmm. of them or 500 of them yes you've got the formula now just fill in you know out of your life put that life into that formula and see what happens and then you, you bring it and share it with somebody yeah and then the power of that event, because always this idea of the higher power is included in what we're doing. So when we're sinning with someone, it's a more of like a trinity. There's the power, me, and that other person. And so <clears throat> by doing the fourth step, certain uh, patterns of how the defeat has occurred will be noticeable where you didn't notice it before. And then you, by sharing it, the person who you're sharing with may point out other things you're not seeing because you have, you know, personal blinders on. And then what happens with that information as it plays out in your observation daily life, shit will come up. That's, that's the material that's offered to step six through step six and seven to the power to change it or to use it for a different purpose yes so mm -hmm. that's the process so i would just okay. do it out of the book pause where it says pause like i think it's after the first two columns <clears throat> or the third column you pause and you look at the people that you feel have hurt you and as perhaps six and shit like that <clears throat> just do exactly how it's described and have the perspective of that which I'm looking at isn't me, yes? Just as Nietzsche would say, as you said, or whatever, just that perspective isn't excluded by following the book. <clears throat> it's yeah. an add-on, yeah? Okay. It's an add-on. 
Yeah. So it's sort of like looking at someone with a different lens or looking at something with a different lens. Yeah. And so see what, what information comes out and how it works for you there and may bring about a lot more illumination. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that's, that's my suggestion. Yes. And then, you know, you do the resentments first, the fears, follow the, the direction. And, and of course, the sexual inventory has another column in a way, because you're going to ask yourself, what could I have done instead, you know, after okay. the situations? So because we're going to, we're going to op open up for the higher power to give us the grace to change our way of looking concerning relationships. So yeah, there's a whole, all the information's there. This is just a perspective of the exact nature of the wrong as not being us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that to me opens up a floodgate of relief, really. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thanks. Because I think a lot of what causes the disease or the, the shit to persist is our owning of it. Yeah. And so this idea that I went out to, do all this fucking shit 35 years ago makes no sense to me. I don't, that does not trigger any sense of, of intimacy at all. I just felt I was used for transportation. And when you would describe what you were compelled to do, it sure sounded like what I was compelled to do. And if you look at like our community and you see how many people who are all thinking they're quite different from every other people end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. So obviously there's been one driver of a huge fleet of cars and each car thinks they're uniquely different, which is part of the disease, really. The disease hides its singularity in the collective by being identified as very, very personal, yes? but it isn't yeah it's sort of like when you get a virus you don't think it's paul's virus do you <laughs> you know and you're showing the same symptoms most people are showing let's say this winter and so you're yes i'm sick but it's not paul yet but see this virus of the mind has an incredible strategy it talks to us as us seemingly it's it's masquerading as us a virus that takes me over doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, at the fifth day when I'm sick, I don't believe I'm a virus. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, it doesn't cross that line. Well, the, this disease, it's crossed that line way earlier than you think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're taking ourselves to be a self. <laughs> I mean, that's like being sick and taking yourself to be the virus. And then trying to get uh, relieved of the virus effects as a virus. Yeah. That would be insane concerning a virus. Yeah. Why isn't it insa not insane concerning this disease? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the self masquerades. And we, a lot of what we're saying is being said by self through us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. We've been taken over, really. So yeah, that's the view. And so, yeah. And if your sponsor's not into it, 
you can still do a beautiful thought step. You don't have to pronounce your perspective or perspective. Just listen to their his perspective or hers and then have this perspective and see. This isn't like it's one way or no way. It's just, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I don't tell when I'm working. If I was working with new people, I'm usually not forcing this idea on anybody because I know if they get their foot in the door, more is going to be revealed. And down the road, they're going to come to some conclusion about their role in things and self's role in things. They are sooner or later. Yes. And so, yeah, just do what we do and get the ball rolling and get established in sobriety and allow it to become a habit. And then you're free to really explore and not only explore mentally, but sense feltness of Nietzsche writings or Buddhism or whatever, as Mickey was saying, you'll start mining a lot of sense feltness from what you used to read yeah, on an intellectual level. You'll get some tactile relief. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Good luck with it all. Yeah, we all support everyone here to stay sober a day at a time. <laughs> I mean, that's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mark. So thanks, thanks Paul. Are you ready to get a uh, question or a share from Terry? I think we can bypass the formality of asking if I'm ready. Yes, okay. just bring them on. Okay, come on <laughs> in, Terry. Bring them on, because it doesn't matter if I'm ready or not, actually, does it? Ready or not, here comes Terry. <laughs> there you go, ready okay. or not, here comes Terry. Fantastic. Terry, um, my name's Terry, I'm an alcoholic. And uh, I'm in North Carolina. And this is my first uh, attendance of your meeting. I, I was fortunate enough to weave through the the paths and the weeds and all that shit to get to, to your website. And um, uh, then I saw the Zoom. I was like, all right, this is going to be good. So uh, I'm coming up on 37 years of sobriety. And uh, I will jump back here to the previous gentleman's question. You know, that four-step. It's like my mind was so full of shit and there was so much damn stuff in there. It was like a big toilet that was just clogged up full of shit. And that's that four step exactly the way it's laid out in the book there. Just that simple. The sponsor I had was a no bullshit guy who put you right on the book. And I wasn't that dry. I'd only been, you know, dry just about six weeks when, you know, you need to get on this stuff. Because I had had an experience that, that opened me, I, I call it my third, third step experience, is what opened me up. I had, a, I had a moment, I was in the hospital, they pulled the IV out, the doctor said, good luck, Mr. Bowen, I can't do nothing for a man like you, and he left. And I'm like, well, shit. And that night I had an experience, and uh, uh, I can't really describe it and all that, you know, I won't take the time to do that, but then, then they rolled me down to the... Um, meeting in a wheelchair and I got my chip you know and that was 37 years ago and that wasn't my first four I had already been bouncing in and out of institutions and jails and all that good stuff 
for about four years before that happened. And when that happened, all my stuff was just shifted and I had no more desire to drink drug or even smoke cigarettes. And I was sick as fuck. And I started, you know, thinking, okay, I'd already knew. They said something about 90 and 90. So I said, I'm going to do 180 and 90 because I know I need to flush this shit out. And that four step, like I said, the book there lays it all out for us beautifully. And it's, uh, it's been around a long time and it just, just follow that, uh, format and that method and it worked because it cleared out all that nonsense that was driving me insane in my mind just running around in there flushed that uh, sewer pit you know got the old septic system pumped out so to speak and um moving forward with that so what's really cool i was watching one, one of your videos and then i realized oh yeah i was going to tune in because it's pacific eastern time it's like oh yeah the meeting and uh, I just, uh, uh, the, the part about the Buddha looking for Buddha, you know, how, how silly that is, you know, it's like, oh, it's like the Buddha looking for Buddha. So I've, I've certainly spent a lot of time as the Buddha looking for Buddha. <laughs> I've been all down all kinds of, of winding paths and ways and, and that kind of stuff. And I ended up uh, here uh few years back uh, with this uh, TAT foundation over here and their, their stuff and the non-dualities kind of got into that somewhat and some of it clicked, some of it didn't. And then that's what wound me up to wound me up uh, or wound me through the, um, the obstacles and the passes and all that kind of stuff to come to connect with you. So I'm very appreciative of you putting it out there. And I'm really appreciative of you uh, offering this meeting. Um, I just thank you. Thank you for doing that. And I know from your perspective, you don't want that. You're not looking for that. You don't need that. But God damn it, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for having this meeting. Uh, thank you for letting me share. I know you got a lot of other guys. I'm not going to take up much more time. But as a drunk uh, uh, and given the gifts, I tell my you guys, I said, you've been given the golden ticket. And what you do with it is up to you now. And, and this is all laid out for you right there in that book. The guy said he's got a sponsor. That's awesome. You got to have a sponsor. Uh, that's the way it was taught. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Terry. Happy to see you. Thank you. Yeah. There we go. Okay, here comes Al. Al. I got a good one. Alcoholic. Anonymous Meshugana, last comment of the year. <sighs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I fired him numerous times. I know he's back there. Sometimes he comes to work. This is for you, Mickey. Sometimes he comes to work dressed like the guy in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and he's prancing around, you know, and uh, I, I fired you. But I know he's behind the curtain. I know this thing, self, the wizard, wants to pull the strings. How do I make sure he doesn't come back anymore? He's haunting me, the wizard. How do I stop this? And I've, I've asked this question in other uh, metaphors, like how do you stay, uh, what's the word, unaffected? How do you lock it down? I'm done. Well, you don't, bro. That's the surrender. He's coming back to work. You're not, to, you're not up to the task. No, it doesn't mean he wins. He meet you. It means you're not up to the task. Yeah. 
something else will show up and do what it will do. Yes, and maybe you'll find a way of living uh, that you that the only way you could see it was one has to be excluded for the other to be okay. Maybe you can cohabitate the same space, yet the dominant force will be of spirit and the mental will just be yakking away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the effects, actually the effects may be stronger, but the consequences will be much less because you won't follow the directions it's trying to compel you to follow. You'll just feel alive, you'll feel this, you'll feel that, all that, but you're taking orders from something else now. Yeah. Yeah. It can be behind the curtain. It's just the power that it tries to auth, you know, use with its assumed authority will be diminished, yes? Yeah, yeah. It's like perhaps there's the better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yeah, so there's the gravitational pull of finite self while in it seems to be incredibly uh, ironclad, yes? But it's been proven to be false evidence once again. And now you're being pulled by the gravitational pull of the higher power or the infinite, yes? And in a way, as Ramana Maharshi says, your head is already in the tiger's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going back. Yeah. You keep getting radio bulletins from the past, but it's not directing this future event. Yes. Or this present event. Yeah. The new way is what you're on. It's not, a, you're not on the old way, thinking about taking a new way. You're on the new way. Yes. Yeah, this is the groove you're in now. You're in the groove, you're in the habit of being sober, and you're in the habit of being directed by the power, the higher power instead of the head. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. There you go. Hmm. A lot of times I really remember the guy from the UK. He said it it was a profound principle he was describing where he was in the habit of praying every day to to have the bondage of self be removed, yes? And then he realized one day that it was removed and that him praying for it to be removed was a denial of the fact that it had already been removed that day. So his hoping... So he jumped off that horse, though that horse had great value for quite a while. He jumped off and realized he was in the condition that he was praying to be to arrive at. Yeah, he was in the condition of being free from the bondage of self. You see, this is sometimes the it it goes in a very, very sort of weird way. You're missing the obvious of a condition you're in now. Yeah by the worrying or the going over what could be a condition or what was a condition or what I want to be a condition, there's an underlying uh, 
The relief is right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you're if relief becomes a state, you won't see it as relief anymore. Yeah. Usually you only reckon re, recognize relief when the the opposite was there before. This is after a while there's no opposite. There's just relief, an underlying relief. Yeah? That becomes a state of that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. The head wants to constantly move us from the point we're in. Even if it's an inch backwards into the past or inch into the future, it wants to scramble the moment. Yeah. It wants so that you don't pick up the enjoy the peace of mind and everything that's available. It wants to scramble it. It like it's like a it knows you're getting the transmission. It wants to it wants to scramble the transmission and put its spin on it. You start seeing it, yeah. Because you're not it. You can see it. You can see almost you can see all of its shenanigans because you're not it. You can't see what you are, which is that spirit, because you're it. You can see everything else from it. You can't see spirit because you're it. Yes. But you can see what you're not, which is this mental activity. And it's not like it causes you to wish for it to be broken. You're living in that brokenness. It was broke. Your connection to it has been broken sufficiently. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were talking like a couple of weeks ago. We were away for a week. Yes? Now, I didn't notice, but I did notice we went away on Tuesday. And we came back on the next Tuesday. And then by noticing that day, Tuesday, and the next Tuesday, I noticed I never had a thought or feeling about drinking or using that Tuesday to the next Tuesday. But that's been the case for years. But because I had a, I t- got in a car and we drove south that Tuesday, and then we drove back north that other Tuesday, I could say, oh, that whole week I did not think about drinking or using or feel anything about drinking and using, but that's the norm. It wasn't like just for that week, but I had those two flagpoles so I could say, oh, wait a minute, isn't that funny? I never had a thought or a feeling about drinking or using that week, but that's, it's been like that for years. And many of us, it's, we're in that state. Can you imagine the old state we used to be in? That irritable restlessness and discontent? It's just miracles piling on miracles now, really. The miracle has been established, and then they're just miracles are piling on the, the, the established miracle. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to really appreciate what's gone and what's came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going behind the curtain. Let the fucking guy be behind the curtain. You're on the, you're at center stage, bro. You're alive. The light's on you, not on it. Yes, there you go. Yeah. 
The head pedals a lot of shit in time. That's where it thrives. It yes. You have to see it. The mental state, the mental activity of thinking, yes, is happening now, but its whole interest is in yesterday and tomorrow. That should be sufficient enough to lead to a disregarding of it, yes? Because its value is not to increase the value of now, it's to escape from now and make up value in the past and the future, either heavy or light value. But its whole intent is to use now to think of what's not happening. Yeah. You don't have to go through particular thoughts, just see the theme of the whole system. The whole system is to dwell on yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. But when it, but it's dwelling on me, but you are yesterday and tomorrow, basically, yeah? That's the original addiction there, yeah? Yeah, I didn't even like the taste of alcohol. I didn't, hard to alcohol, no. But I liked what it did, I wanted to get relief from that. The original addiction, which is the addiction, the mental state's addiction to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taste of the toucher. Yes, the one and only Paul. <laughs> it's it's very advanced to the point where its solutions form other addictions, like the drugs and food and sex and shit. Yeah, <laughs> so. What we do to get relief from it just reinforces it. It's amazing, eh? Yeah. The whole, I feel the whole book in a way pivots on the one statement on page 63, losing interest in self, yeah? Then you look at life and how you, what you can contribute. Then you get interested in others. Everything's, Everything turns on that point, losing interest in self, and self cannot lose interest in self. That would be interest in self, yes? It can't do it. Self can't get out of self. That's being in self. So you learn this stuff, you have a new perspective, and you recognize, yeah, a lot. And hopefully... What the recognition brings about is being able to enjoy peace of mind, feeling this conscious presence, new power coming through. Yes, all this stuff. So it's your own experience of the results verifies the description of the results for other people in the big book. I mean, more than any other book, yeah, that I ever read. The big book is the most intimate book I've ever read. And it's truly, in a sense, impersonal because it's relief from a foreign thing, yes? Yet, I have the most intimacy with the description about that 
and the relief from it by following our way of life. Yeah, yeah. When you used to do it, let's say an H and I or do a talk, you'd feel a power come through, didn't you? I did. You'd feel a power come through. Your words would be infused with a power that what you were not the source of, so to speak. Yes? And then there would be an effect through the words for other people. Yeah? It was super clear. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah? Hmm. So, this is the thing that gets me, literally. This is the thing that gets me. We tend to have the ability to immediately be grateful to something when we realize it's doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. I think many people in AA have that uh, ability quite quickly yet, right? They Something gets us sober, something whatever. So you have something does do you for what you couldn't do for yourself. I don't understand, I do understand really, but before we got sober, something was doing through us what we would never have done. But we're not seeing the same, we're not seeing the foreignness or the, uh, or the otherness of the prior employer, yes? The, the prior lower power as we do the higher power. I don't understand that in a way because the lower power has camouflaged itself, yeah? When all the shit it was doing through us we get left holding the bag as the doer of it all, yeah? Now we can travel lighter because we don't feel like we're the doer of this great gift of sobriety. But we still travel heavy thinking we were the doer of all that other shit that we had really nothing to do with. Something, some pathogen was living through us because it was, opti- op- it was an opportunistic thing. It took us over, Yeah? And we show the same traits as anyone else that's been taken over because it was one thing that took us all over, not millions of different individual things, one thing, and they call it self in the big book. Yeah, it doesn't say selves. It's not plural. It's singular. Us is plural. Being being convinced that self, singular, manifested in various ways, has defeated us, plural, yeah? That was the great gift, because the when you see it as the commonality it is, yeah, and you see it as the foreignness that it is, there's the possibility of being free from it. And that's going to come through no matter what you're saying or not saying to other people in recovery. Yeah, because you know you've been convinced that you can be free from it, and you've been free from it. You've been living as if the problem doesn't exist for you for quite a long time. So when you speak to someone coming from that, it's no matter what you're saying or not saying, there's going to be an effect, yes? Because there's a certainty. I don't have a little shred of idea that the little guy behind the curtain is going to win. I don't. I think the game is already decided, tell you the truth. It's a done deal. It's He's not coming back in the fourth quarter. It's not, no Hail Marys are going to work. Yeah? 
So fuck them, really. He doesn't deserve any time. Just look at the freaking hummingbirds or the cat or something. It's more viable than worrying about the guy behind the curtain. Seriously. At least I can see the cat and I can see the hummingbirds. And I have a sense of like something about it. Yes. The other shit is just manufactured dread. Mental anxiety. Yeah. The bondage of self. Well, whatever, you know. The consequences may seem real, but the initial handcuffs are made up, yes? Yes. The consequences in this world will seem real, but basically the feeling of bondage was made up. You were never bonded. Yeah. The self said you were, and we believed we were that, therefore we lived it out but we never were bonded, yeah? We lived as if we were, and now we're not living as if we are, yes? That's the difference. The head still wants to live as if it was, but we're living as if we're not now, and that gives us the eyes to see what we used to look from. We can see it, yes? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Al. Um, you know, uh, Lucas had his hand up and Kirk had his hand up. They both dropped their hands. But Lucas, did you have a question for Paul or something to say? Sure. See, this is weird. Hold um, on a second. This is weird because when we used to have live talks, I'd go on for so long, everyone would drop their hands, but with these virtual hands, they can keep them up the whole fucking time. <laughs> I'm not liking that. Yeah, my hand right. didn't get tired, but now you you seem to the I let me gather myself for a second. Um so I had a, a nugget come out of what I had heard you say many times is the self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Um, and where that led me was to a place of, um, well, if self manifested in various ways is what defeated us, is that also what's going to save us? And then that led me to, well, what's the difference? Um, and what that, in my mind, gave me a good example of the difference is what the force is behind that's pushing it, that's driving it. And because I was trying to see self in all these different ways, but it seems as though the manifestations of self are all encompassing, but the ones that defeated us seem to be infected with the self virus or I don't know. That's just kind of what was coming at me. And I never had examined it that far. So that was kind of the nugget that I pulled today. Mm. That was it for me, real quick. And, and remember, we're looking at the common manifestations in the inventory in the big book. Yeah. Some other people, there's a, 
there's another one with more questions, which is in the 12 and 12. But the common manifestations will show up something in that you will see in all the manifestations. So you don't need maybe to see all of them. You can look at the common ones and you'll see the principle of the parasite in all of them. Yes. Yeah. It was the separating the ones that defeated me from the ones that did not defeat me and don't defeat me that yeah. kind of yes. seemed apparent because there's a difference. The difference is what's driving it, I feel. Yes, exactly. What's driving it definitely is what's giving it the meaning it has. Yes. Yeah, great. We try to embellish it just to get a point across. Yeah. A lot of manifestations can be the source of great humor of self. Yeah. <laughs> they can. There's, it has it has a lot of value in a lot of ways. <laughs> but uh, here we attempt to paint it starkly so that the the image of other can be maybe easily noticed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was very uh, potent when something happened with me where I saw the word self as foreign and then as immediately what came uh, became available as I could be free from it. It seemed to have like what they say a lot in the big book, first you're being convinced and then something. Well, in this case, I was convinced that it was foreign. And then the possibility that was afforded to me based on that was I can be free from it. Yeah. And then I had a quick review. Life showed me in a flash of my living from six on. And the whole thing was I was trying to be free as this thing that I can be free from. Yeah. It was very, and it was maybe a five minute tutorial. <laughs> it was just happened very quickly, but a whole lot of information was downloaded. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then more was revealed based on that first download, more and more and more shit got revealed as we went, as, as I went along. Yes. All right, Lucas, thank you. And, uh, Kurt, what's going on? Come on in, Kurt. Kurt, are you there? Let me go get him. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to get there, I think. Life has Kurt muted. All right, well. I just uh, Hey, there we go. There we go. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Well, you know, I, what I want to, I, I really want to give a word, word of encouragement to people um, to like this, you know, today was a great meeting and the way you, um, the way you explain or articulate this or, or, uh, you know, get this across is when you said the first time I heard you, you, you talked about the experience you just talked about where all of a sudden you saw 
that you weren't the condition and the possibility to be free from it was instantly available. When you put language to that, it explained exactly what happened to me when I got released 13 years ago after drinking after 19 years. It, and it was just exactly like you said, it was almost a, it was like a download in five minutes. And, and I was like, it identified itself. It didn't need my help. The download identified itself. And I was thinking about Lucas when he said, you used to say something in the meeting. It says self-knowledge availed us nothing, but knowledge of self revealed everything. And that's the experience. So if that's revelatory or sudden for some people, that's great. And if it's an educational thing for some people, that's great. The, but the point was, it was really helpful to keep pushing up against this one message that you're consistently true to. And I really, really appreciate that. And I know the people that have benefited from it, myself included. So I just want to say thanks. That's all. Yes, I, I, I never was looking to be a one trick pony, but here you are. <laughs> no, I just really, something else came through down the road. Uh, if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from its effects. So. That's just been my humble uh, conviction. That's how profound it was, in a sense, for me, was if I don't see this, I'm going to be looking from its effects. And yeah. that's that was the case. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So I ended up my, uh, yeah. my, my exotic speaking career ended and just sort of, <laughs> I just, uh, I can, it's just verbal jazz you're really basically playing the same theme and just riffing off it. <laughs> but if you yeah. it's like yeah. you put out one album of Love Supreme by Coltrane and that's it <laughs> A Love Supreme that's it really <laughs> and then you're got well, a lot you know, of time I'm sure, I've shared this before hmm and I said, the first time I saw this, I didn't understand it, but the first time I saw it was in We Agnostics when it says self-imposed crisis. All of a sudden I realized, oh, this isn't a crisis I caused. This was the imposition of this condition that had been driving me my whole friggin' life. Yeah. That's what made me become alcoholic. I drank to preserve my sanity in that condition. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, when you're in it, a little bit out of it, you'll do almost anything for. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, the alcoholic, my type was, I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Really? That was the norm. That was my, my working uh, program. Yeah. yeah. I'll just, I wanted to escape at every, at every moment and it didn't matter what was going to come down the pike. So obviously uh, that was an extreme condition. Uh, and to just that one word in the preamble or whatever they are called of seemingly hopeless state of mind and body 
was a huge, huge space, man. I love that they put that word seemingly in there. Yeah. Because when you're in it, it's a hopeless state of mind and body. And therefore, it makes sense to just say, fuck it and keep getting loaded. Yeah. Because it's hopeless. Nothing's going to change. But it's seemingly hopeless. It's appearing to be something that it actually isn't. Yeah. And so, and we don't waste time to change that condition. We, we do something to have our condition change so that we see the hopeless state of mind and body as seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yes. And hopefully a lot of other definite conditions we'll see as quite suspicious as we go along. Yeah. And trusting the process, don't leave before the miracle. All that stuff is just don't fucking follow this direction. This, you know, it's telling you, it's like you got 8 million miles to go. You're never going to arrive. So just pull over and fuck it. Yeah. No, we're listening to something else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Kurt. Thank you. Yes. The self-imposed, driven by a hundred forms of something. It sure sounds like what we're alluded to be is something vague that can't be defined, but what the idea of self can be very well defined. So they just, they don't define us, they define self, because self is, has defeated us. Yeah. And isn't that what happens? A lot of us find out about us when we get rec when we get sober. Yeah, it's almost as if we never even knew us. Yeah. So. Hmm. Exactly. Don't you feel like Don't you feel like you're being moved by something at all times? Really? I don't feel like I'm the source of all direction. I feel like I'm a sail and I'm at the effect of winds. And I've had one strong wind blow me, which was self. And I know what that was fucking like. And therefore I can honestly depict what it's going to be like. Yeah. And now I feel, and, and at times in the past, I felt that other wind of the higher power. And I got an into, uh, even though it was fleeting in time, it had a huge effect in timelessness of its power. And now I've been just, the sail that I live by has been moved by that wind mostly, yeah? This we just catch the wind. We're we're in the we're the in both employers where we play the role of the employee, right? The old employer and the new employer, we're the employee. We were never the old employer. We're the we've been the employee. Yeah. So we're gonna be used in a way. And basically we've had enough experience and intimacy of being used by something, and I'd like to call it a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement, yeah? And we've had enough evidence of being moved by something else. Let's call it the infinite or whatever. And this is really, in this drama that we're in here, 
this is the binary presentation of recovery. As Jesus says, you can't serve two masses at the same time. Basically, there's trusting finite self or trusting the infinite. It's not end. It's an either or, really. You can't be, yes? It's not an, it's not an end, is it? It's perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. It's not trusting infinite and finite self, does it? It doesn't say that. It's very clear, yeah? One direction's gonna be dominant and the other isn't. And in the past, without us knowing, it's telling us one was already dominant, which was trusting the finite self. And that's the reason why you find yourself in this condition. So perhaps the better way is to trust the infinite. And the beginning of that adventure is to admit that you can't do it. Yeah? You can't get out of self. You're sort of trapped. Okay? And in that admittance, you get moved towards the infinite. Because you realize the self will act like it's trusting the infinite, but it will be actually trusting self. Yeah? How is that? By having, by trusting its own concepts of the higher power. That's trusting the finite self. So now the most you can ask for is a parking space in front of the meeting or maybe a girl, a date or something like that. Yeah. And then hopefully quickly in time, you realize I have a higher power of its own understanding. So now you become the receiver of the revelations, not the dictator of the size of the window that the higher power can come through, but you've opened up by admitting you can't do it and then something starts revealing to you what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So in in recovery it's it's not it's one and or the other. This is in this platform. Yeah. There's a choice in a sense, or let's say you can lean one way or the other. And one is trusting the infinite or trusting finite self. And so what we learn is what it looks like to trust finite self, because it may not look like you think it does. You may be in the trusting finite self without fucking knowing it. So therefore, we there there's sharing, there's doing steps so that you can see that which has defeated you. And if you see it, you'll recognize its main, what gives that its possibility of defeat is its identification as. We identify as that which defeats us. Yeah. So we get relief yet we're still in an incredible amount of anxiety of being defeated again. Yeah? Because there's trusting finite self. Keeps us in bondage. Just see it and bring it to step six and seven. That's all. Yes? 
we can pull it off. That's the hallelujah moment. I can't get out of self as self. I just tell the truth. I'm not that which is identified as self. That's all. Yeah. I don't try to get out of self as self. Yeah. I don't spend time looking for what can't be found. It's just, it's done. Yeah. The head thinks it has its own world. Still, it, it sees in a very myopic way. It sees, and it has, and it can, it's like has its commentary. Of, you know how when some people try to describe a movie you've actually seen? Yeah. Hopefully seeing the movie will override their commentary on it. Yeah. <laughs> when it has you sitting in the dark, you're going to believe it's commentary on a movie. We're living. We're in the movie. Yes, we're here now. That should be the that should be the declar, you know, the declaration of denial or negation of the message it's constantly giving us. Yes? Talking about shit that has nothing to do with 11.30 on a Thursday morning where I live. Yeah? No, <laughs> just not even close. Yeah. All right. Anyone else, Mickey? Uh, well, Greta had her hand up before, but she's lowered it. All right. That was a wise move, Greta. Yeah, I just, I wanted to keep listening. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Nina has her hand up. Who? Nina. All right, Nina, come on in. You don't sound very happy about that. No, I'm just... <laughs> You're just kidding. Okay. Hey, Paul, thank you so much. Today was awesome, as usual. But every time I go, this was the most awesome. But I, I also want to say something else about um, that I heard that I think is helpful that um, I want to see your feedback on. Besides the fact that we miss being here when we're wasting tons of energy foolishly, <laughs> burning up energy foolishly by thinking about ourselves in the past and in the future. Um, I also heard that we're also burning up energy because we're not allowing our minds to think about like solving problems that the world could actually use because we're like that this machinery could actually be useful and um, like whatever kind of, you know, um, environmental yes. or whatever, like it actually works best when we're not thinking about ourselves because we're wasting its power. You know what I'm saying? So we could, if we like took a nap or we're just like late, you know, resting, it would actually do things without us trying to force it. You know what I mean? It, that's when it works best. So just like leaving it alone, it would actually be um, taking care of things in a, in, a, in a healthier way. But remember when you're describing wasting time, there's no you wasting time. Yes. And then also the wasting time could be a judgment. It may have been very, very valuable on some level. Yeah. So but the idea of being the one that's doing it 
is important to recognize, yes? Yes, and therefore, when you lose interest in the one, you'll become much more useful than if you try to become much more useful, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 My trying to become useful has had a lot of unintended consequences in the past. Seriously. Yeah. 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 You know, I didn't know, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I guess basically just lay on the floor and do nothing is my best move. (laughs) Sometimes. But again, what we're just throwing into the mix, uh, it's just a little, you know, a little question mark before that 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 presupposed exclamation mark. You know, like I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm no, I yeah, hear you. Because, I, hear you. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, the yes, just to weaken the idea that it's you that's wasting time. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. listen, from you, it looks like the cat's wasting time all day but the cat seems a lot happier than the one who's looking at the cat wasting time all day. <laughs> I never seen the animals we have at the house, man. They can rest. Now, I, I mean, feel the, the, dog rearranges, the dog I... rearranges pillows. Yeah. Amelia didn't want it to go on the couch. She put a big box. She moved the box. So she could go on the couch. The cat, she just gets into so many positions of complete relaxation. (laughs) I want to have a talk to her about how much time she's wasting, from my view. Yes. (laughs) I spend the day following the dog around, so I'm I'm aware that he's uh, he's. Just yeah, I, but we're no, moved I to do stuff. Yeah, yes. we're moved yeah. to do stuff, and it's good to have a purpose and shit like that. I gave up trying to save the world, though myself. It just I was causing too much damage. That urge, <laughs> that urge just keeps coming up, Paul. It just it just keeps wanting to drive me. But yeah, I want to I'm save the world from Paul. Really, no, I think I'm doing a good job there. I'm saving the world from Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I think they're deeply appreciative. Yes. But no, I have. It's such a subtle thing. You can't really describe all the nuts and bolts. You try to sort of describe the the pistons and what moves the engine. But you'll find out in in yourself. Yes. Well, I could yeah. feel the difference of when. Nina is being um, run by the old, the old yeah. system and the new system. I feel completely different, and yeah. um, that's the best way. And um, yeah, so most of today actually has been like coincidence, coincidence, and just like present, present. Do you want to do this? Yes. Do you want to do this? Yes. Go, go. You know what I mean? Where are my feet? Right here. Okay like that but then other days it's like wait a minute who put this system in you know who turned on this system this is not the right system yeah Yeah. the funny thing you always truly go back to the former one not the latter one don't you really 
You always go back to the same one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. And I know uh, that that's always the real one because I can feel the electricity of the wrong one. <laughs> that's right. Yes. So it's very that's, loud. That's, yeah. That's a profound shift, though, where you're aware that you always go back to the real one. And yes, yes. If you want to call it real, yeah, whatever. Yes. And, yeah, but so that's a good touchstone. You have the comparison between the two, like bandwidths. Huge. And so the vibrations are, yeah, vibrations are so different. And also, before yeah. I was almost like in a straitjacket all the time. I was like the policeman. You know what I mean? So I didn't have yeah. the comparison of either of those. Now it's like, yes, yeah, it's really different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're undefined. And then what you're poured into is the definition we come up with. But you and I are undefined. Yes. But here, the mental state is always looking for name and form and definition. So there's a definition given to us, but we are undefined. Yeah. Yes. We're nameless in a way. Yeah which is nice. That's true in anonymity, which is very much uh, emphasized in recovery. Anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. What, what were we before a name was slapped on? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Nice to see you, honey. Yeah. Hey, uh, if that's it, eh, Mickey? That looks like it. All right, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Mickey, thank you as always. Fantastic. You're very welcome. John from Florida. I'm getting to know John from a distance. Eh? Very sure, Paul. Probably will work better for both of us. Yeah, probably better. <laughs> All right, Mark. I'm happy you're sober, man. You're in for, a, like someone said, it's the golden ticket. Yep. Uh, we got Alex and Jacob. Always a pleasure. There they are. We got Al from Vegas. I, nice. I like Al. I like Al. We got Terry. Uh, Terry B from North Carolina. Am I right? Fantastic. Nice to meet you, Terry. Thanks for dropping in. We got Bruce, as always. Nice to see you, Bruce. Yes. We got Chris B. We've got Greta, uh, Nina, Tony down in Santa Maria. We got Bill Churchman, Jed, John C. Connolly, Kerry, as always, uh, Giselle, Jack, Oliver, Greg. Thanks, Paul. Uh, let's see. Who else? Miranda, Mia. Mia, thank you for the lovely letter and stuff. Amelia and I thank you. You're welcome. Can I just wish Nina a very happy birthday, darling. Thank you, oh, Nina. Birthday today. Yes. Uh -huh. If, if I was really five, in person, I would five. have a birthday today. But since I'm not, you know, it's okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to. I don't age or anything. Thirty-five, right? Eh? Thirty-five. Oh, yeah. Thirty-five, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's your human suit. That, that works. 
What's that works? Thirty-five. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, Jack. I said we got uh, Steve from San Diego. Jesse's from Ireland. Dropping in. Always like to hear from her. Can hear myself twice. We've got Gil. Uh, we got Chris in Kentucky. Uh, let's see who else. Everyone's leaving, so the things are moving. Hey, thank you, everyone. A pleasure to see you all. And uh, we'll be live on Saturday and Zoom at 1 p.m. Western, uh, West Coast time. And then everything's on the Zen Bitch Slap event page, all the Zooms, no passwords. And hopefully we get to see each other again. Thank you. See you guys. Bye, bye, bye. Paul. Bye, everybody.